The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, June 27th edition, and boys and girls, we are loaded tonight. 15 games slate. The pitching for once isn't bad. A lot of the totals are eight and a half and below, which we haven't seen in weeks. Um, they're not bad pitchers as in the fact that they can get blown up, but the they're high-risk, extremely high-reward guys. So there's going to be some gambling taking place tonight. But, man, if these pay off, this is going to be a fun, fun night because there's bats to attack. There's cheap options that are great, so you can get the best bats. Tons and tons and tons to love. Here's a quick weather update. There's some slight chances of rain in a couple ballparks early, but everything looks clear come game time. Keep an eye with Kevin Roth on Twitter. I'm not going to break it all down because we have a lot of pitching to talk about. Tonight. So let's just get into it. Let's not even waste time. Your top tier, you have Max Scherzer. He is $13,000 at home against the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs team we know struggled quite a bit. They woke up late last night against the bullpen, but even Geo shut them down, which I said, you know, if you want to do it, do it. I just couldn't pay 9800 Well, you still, Geo keeps getting it done for all the Geo haters out there. Well, now you get Mad Max coming into town, who has been the third best in the last 30 days on Barrel FIP. That would be striking out 38.89% of the batters he's facing. Almost 39% of the batters Max is facing right now are going down via the strikeout. He's barreling 2.78% of the time. Uh, outstanding stuff. Cubs strike out 22.3% of the time versus righties. Swing strike rate at 16%. Yada, yada, yada. Max is phenomenal. We know this. This is not rocket science. Cubs lowest team total on the board. 334. Lefties 312. Righties 195. Max is in play. There's no doubt about it. Great option. Also at the top, you have Luis Severino at 10,100 at the Chicago White Sox. Severino, 16th best the last 30 days. There's a lot of guys in the top 30 on the barrel fit board. It's another intriguing stat I got about tonight. Last 30 days, he's striking out a little less than 26% of the batters he faces, getting barreled only 2.27% of the time. White Sox strike out almost 23% of the time versus righties. Um, These numbers are just great. Low walk rate. Swing strike rate of almost 11.5%, 56% ground ball rate, 
Severino, great, great stuff with uh, with him. White Sox team total of 407, lefties 304, righties 309. Way low uh, Woba of 299 versus righties. Decent ISO of 153. Just let you guys know, I'm going to go through these pretty quick. I'll rank them all at the end for you, so don't panic. I'm just giving you all the run downs that make these guys good options. Um, up top's pretty simple. Severino, um, he'll be a nice, a nice GPP play. The scary part, now, there are safer plays than others on this slate. Severino has tremendous upside with the strikeout department. The White Sox are swinging better bats. We know this. Uh, they hit lefties pretty well. But Montgomery, like I said, has the ability to shut them down. He shut them down. I was all over Sonny Gray on Sunday. Sonny Gray looked great. It's a, it's a hit-and-miss White Sox team, but they're hitting better of late. I still like Severino because he has tremendous upside, limiting the hard contact, big strikeouts. Just it's a, just remember, there's a lot more risk in that play than others, and there's tons of cheaper guys. If you don't want to take risk up high, I have no problem not paying for pitching tonight and going down and really rolling the dice on some arms and paying for the big bats. No problem at all with that. Just know the cheaper you get, the riskier it gets, but there's still there's risk with everybody. Um, the other high-priced guy I just want to mention him is Carlos Martinez, 11300 we love what Carlos has been doing. The guy's been great. Ninth best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. Uh, striking out 30.3% of the batters he faces, getting barreled 1.52% of the time. All outstanding. Um, nothing bad to say about Seamark. He's been great. He's facing Arizona, 22% K rate versus righties. He's got a swing strike rate close to 11, ground ball rate close to 51%. The scary part is he's pitching to contact a lot, even though his strikeouts have slowly come up. And he's in Arizona. It was a 4 2 team total. Lefties 319, righties only 236, which is ideal. But, you know, you got an Arizona team with the, an outstanding 343 Woba and 193 ISO versus right-handed pitching, and you're in Coors Light. All things that are scary. So GPPs, I totally back it. Like the Barrios play, Barrios was solid, got you 15 points. If you didn't blow up the last inning, he would have got you a lot more. He he pitched well, and that's what the GPP play is. It, has, it almost just burst onto the scene because no one was owning him compared to the other guys. C-Mart's the same guy. In this top tier of three arms, C-Mart is the GPP play. Max is, quote-unquote, as bad as it sounds, the safest, even though the Cubs can blow up anybody. Severino's got tremendous upside. C-Mart could be outstanding, or it could get ugly because Coors Light, you never know what you're going to get there. But GPP-wise, if he's on his game, no one he's going to be very low-owned in this high range. Makes C-Mart an intriguing play. Let's get down to the next price range into the 8,000s. James Paxton, $8,700 at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies do hit righties with some power. We've established that. Uh, Paxton has some rocky starts coming off the DL, but uh, he said he had some mechanical issues. He changed in his bullpen. Velocity was way, way back up his last start. He did give up three earned against Detroit in five and a third, but he struck out eight, seven to three ground ball to fly ball, threw 101 pitches, got you 15.4 points. Things are trending in the right direction, and he's facing a Phillies team that, um, when you break it down with Paxton, strike out 20.3% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Paxton, 27% K rate. Swing strike rate at 12.6%. Um, a lot to like with Paxton. Phillies, one of the lower team totals on the board at 379. Lefties, 287. Righties, 303 off Paxton. Average well above, the, above average ice, so we continue to say they have power versus righties, but they're not hitting it out of the park. They're not doing a lot of damage usually. Paxton keeps the walks down, which is uh, um, sometimes a concern with him. He should be in a really nice spot tonight. Another guy I like a lot that should be low-owned tonight, 
which works in our favor. He's 11th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Dan Straley of the Miami Marlins at home against the New York Mets. Uh, Mets flying in for the – they had a day off. They flew in from San Francisco. Straley in the last 30 days, striking out almost 27%, only walking 3.36%, which is outstanding. Same as his barrel percentage of 3.36, both really good rates. Um, when it comes to Straley – Facing a Mets team strikes out 19% of the time versus righties. He has an outstanding swinging strike rate of 12.2%. Um, you do have to wonder about where they go. Just looking at them. Uh, they have a 4-2-1 team total. Lefties 272, righties 326. They have a good woven and above average ISO versus righties. We know the Mets have thump, but uh, a lot of lefties in that lineup. When you got Granderson, you got Jose Reyes, you got Azrubo Cabrera, you got Jay Bruce, Conforto's supposed to play with his injury. That's five for you right there. Who knows what else Terry Collins and his mad genius throws out there. But that's at least half their lineups are lefties. He's got a 272 average versus lefties, 326 versus righties. Uh, he makes for a nice GPP play because ownership should be extremely low with Dan Straley with tons of upside in a very, very, very pitcher-friendly ballpark in Miami. Next up, Justin Verlander, 8,400 versus the Kansas City Royals. Verlander's been up and down of late. He pitched really well his last time out, which is good to see. Uh, five and two-thirds, four innings, three innings. He had 11 Ks at Seattle for 25.8 points. Definitely looked like a little bit of the Verlander of old. He's been really, really, really good at home. 2-1-9 ERA and 37 innings pitch compared to a 6-2-2 ERA and 50.2 when he's on the road. His uh, one start against Kansas City this year, seven innings, six hits, one earned, five Ks for 19.6 DraftKings points. Uh, he's a little riskier just because of the inconsistency, but I love him at home. And he's facing a Kansas City team that strikes out 22% of the time versus righties. you got Verlander with a 22.3% K rate. The walks have been his bugaboo. He's walking over 11%. But um, he's just got to work on a few things. But being at home, I think, helps a lot. Nice. Um, Pitcher-friendly ballpark in Detroit and uh, Kansas City. Um, the Royals have one of the lower team totals of 4.09. Lefties are only 277. Righties 294 versus Verlander. Average Woba slightly above average ISO for the Royals versus righties. So you look at those batting averages, you wonder why he's got the bad numbers. It's the walks. If he's controlling the walks, he's going to get the Ks for you. Give you six or seven innings at 8400 bucks with 20-plus point upside. Um, very nice. And lastly, on this 8K range, Jeff Hoffman, 8100 bucks. Absolutely love him. I don't care if he's chalky. I know the Giants actually hit the ball last night, which, you know, it's funny after I said, look, it, he might actually do something. Uh, he got beat up his last time in Coors against Arizona. But prior to that, in Coors against the Giants, five innings, seven hits, one, and he only had two Ks, so his points were limited. But on the road, at Chicago, 28-7, at San Diego, 34, at Philadelphia, 30 He's been phenomenal on his three road starts. I know it's a small sample size. He's a rookie. He's got great stuff. If you've been watching this kid, like, really, really good. Even that giant start, he didn't have strikeouts. So he would have got you a ton of points. He looked great in Coors. He's pitched really, really well this year. Giant strikeout. They don't strike out a ton, 19.3% versus righties. But Hoffman's striking out almost 26%. Swinging strike rate close to 11%. Home run to fly ball of only 7.1%, which is outstanding. In a great pitching ballpark, you got the Giants with a team total of 415. Lefties hitting 288, righties 365. Giants have a handful of lefties in that lineup. Um, 
They have a horrible Woba of 288 and a barely, barely average ISO of 130 for handed pitching. Um, they got to Marquez yesterday, so you never know. And I've mentioned, you know, when hitters, I don't mind some of them. Belt's been swinging a really good bat. He did again last night. You got Span leading off, Posey. But then other than that, it's just, you know, some guys get lucky, it seems like. Those are the only three that do it, like, almost 50% of the time. So, Hoffman, I think, is in a really good spot tonight, $8,100. Now we drop into the 7K range. I'm telling you guys, there's so much pitching we can build around. Again, I will rank them out for you at the end. Um, Alex Cobb, 7800 bucks at Pittsburgh. This is GPP only. This is really, really risky. Um, Pittsburgh striking out 19, almost 19% versus righties, even less. They, they don't strike out a ton. Yeah, Cobb doesn't strike out a ton of guys at 16.5%. Uh, but he's barely walking anybody. Very, very good ground ball rate. Gives up a lot of hard contact, which is a bit scary. And if you look at his game logs, this is what's confusing. This is why I think he's an interesting GPP play. A, he's been much better at home. At, at home against Cincinnati, 21 point, but then at Detroit, 10-4. At home against Oakland, 21-9. At home against, or on the road, minus 10.4 at Seattle, but then 15.9 against Minnesota, 12.8 against LA, 23 at Cleveland, 18-1 at Boston. 17-3 at Miami. So he started out the year pitching really well on the road. It got a little hiccupy towards the end. Um, extreme GPP play. If you don't even want to use him on an night, I have no problem with it. I just want to bring him up as an interesting option. Pittsburgh's got a 4-5-5 total. It's kind of middle of the pack. Lefty's hitting 359. Righty's 338. But they have an average well, but average ice versus righties. Cobb seems to do it with smoke and mirrors. And he's in a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. So I just want to bring him up. I don't know how much I'll have of him, if I have any at all. I just want to mention him as an interesting option. One guy we do love, our boy Mike Fires. He's moved all the way up to 17th best on the barrel fit board, and we've been riding that wave lately. He's getting barreled 0.79% of the time the last 30 days, striking out almost 23%, still walking too many, still walking 11% the last 30 days. Man, if he lowered that, we'd really be, you know, making it, but uh, Fires has been outstanding. Just faced this Oakland squad his last time out in Oakland. Six innings, three hits, one earned, five Ks for 20.7 points. He has not given up a home run in five straight starts, which is something to like. And, you know, some of those came at home in uh, hitter-friendly Minute Maid, or whatever they're calling it now. Um, yeah, he faced Boston, seven strong, and the Angels, seven and a third strong at home. These were all great, great starts. Um, now, you know, Oakland does have some nice power, even against righties. It's been established. Um, they have a team total, one of the lower team totals on the board at 3.9. Lefties 317, righties 363 versus fires. A lot of that is due to his rough start. Let's take that for granted. Not that the A's can't do it, but that's a rough start. They do have a really, really nice a Woba of 324 and an outstanding ISO of 197 versus righties. They hit righties really, really well. Been established. Um, but they do strike out almost 25% of the time versus righties as well, which is something we're looking into. Like I mentioned, he's limiting the hard contact, and he has a 50.4% ground ball rate. All things to make fires extremely intriguing again, and as he's been during this whole stretch we've been riding, should be extremely low owned. So keep an eye on fires. Another GPP only play, Jake Arietta, 7,500 at Washington. A couple reasons for this. Uh, no one wants to pitch guys against Washington. You saw even Eddie Butler got to him last night. Arietta has been very, very good of late. His velocity is back up. Lots to like with him there. He's moved all the way up to 24th best on the barrel fit board the last 30 days, only getting barreled 1.74% of the time. 
striking out almost 22%, still walking almost 10%. That's been a problem all year for him, but his Ks are up. Hard contact's way down. Um, he's been getting pulled a little early lately because Joe Madden's doing Joe Madden things. So keep an eye on that. He hasn't been going super deep. Like, even a start against Miami, he was pitching great his last time out. It was really frustrating because we were riding that wave. And he got yanked after six innings and only 82 pitches. And he had 20.2 DraftKings points, or seven innings. But 82 pitches, they were blowing him out. So I guess that's why they pulled him. But, man, he could have easily gone CG for us there and got us some more Ks. Had like a 30-something point game. So keep an eye on that. But against Scherzer, he's he's a dog against Scherzer. Um, a pretty heavy dog, a 170 dog. But uh, Washington strikes out 19.5% of the time. I mentioned the K rate, walks. Swinging strike rate's up to 10.2%. Decent ground ball rate of 44. Um, tons of like. It is Washington, so you got to keep that in mind. They always hit the snot out of the ball when they want to. Uh, 416 total. Lefty's 301. Righty's only 263. But they do have that outstanding Wilbon ISO versus righty. So area is a sneaky GPP play. Will be really low owned. Tons of upside. We know he's gotten blown up this year also. So... Very risky, but very, very intriguing GPP play. A low-priced guy that could get you a ton of return. Um, and here's another one. Taiwan Walker of the Arizona Diamondbacks. 7300 bucks at home, which is always scary in that ballpark. Facing the St. Louis Cardinals, who really aren't that good at offense. They can do it every once in a while. They're in a very hitter-friendly ballpark. That's, that's established, but... Since his return from the DL, he's made two starts, 21.5, 21.1 DraftKings points. The strikeouts are there, 8 and 6 in those two starts. Good ground ball. Fly ball at Colorado, he got 21.5. And at Detroit, two teams that can hit the baseball. And one was in an outstanding hitting environment. Uh, going up against a Cardinals team that, um, when you look at Walker, where's Taiwan? Where's my man? Oh, there he is. They strike out 21.2% of the time versus righties. Walker striking out 22%. 50% ground ball rate. Got to get the hard contact down. It's always his problem. But really good stuff. Middle of the pack team total of 4.3 for the Cardinals. Lefty's hitting 310. Righty's 330. He's got the reverse splits. They do have a handful of righties in that lineup. That's one thing to slightly worry about. But we said the same thing about the couple starts recently, and they did nothing. So it's righties that are boom or bust, like DeJong, who he likes the power, but we also know he can go over four in a heartbeat. You know, Tyler, uh, Tommy Pham, same way. You got Grichik back, stuff like that. Uh, they have a 323 Woba, a little above average, and their ISO's up to 175, so they're hitting with power versus righties. In, in Coors Light, it's risky. It's a GPP play with tremendous upside. Um, and now we dip down even lower to some that I like a ton. These are usually our punt plays, and... I just think they're low price because the slate's loaded with pitching. But we'll kick it off first with Aaron Nola. He's 10th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. 10th. He's getting barreled 1.64% of the time, striking out 24.6% of the batters he faces. His curveball is snapping it like no one's business since he's come off the DL. He has looked outstanding. Um, the, G, the, the DraftKings points haven't always been there, but since returning from the DL, we're talking... Uh, 28.4, 13.7, 8.9, 30.9. Um, six or more Ks in all three starts. He does give up a home run from time to time. He's getting usually six innings in every start. But um, the K rate is phenomenal. The curveball is filthy. Seattle strikes out over 21% of the time versus righties. Ground ball rate over 49%. Hard contact, I mentioned, is really, really low with Nola. And a really good ballpark there in Seattle. Um, Seattle's team total... It's high at 471, but lefty's 319, righty's 290. Nola's been great. 
I think he's a sneaky, sneaky, high, high upside play. So he gets hit around, he gets hit around, but for 6900 bucks, the return, he could return as much as some of those 8K guys, if not more. He has tremendous upside in this matchup. Another guy that always seems to go overlooked, but when he's at home, we look at him a lot, and that's Julius Chassin. He's 6800 bucks at home against the Atlanta Braves. At home, he's been great. Even at Chicago, his last time, he got 15.5 points, but at home against Cincy, 20.2 Kansas City, 24.8. Colorado, 16.1. He's been really good at home. Milwaukee at home, 27.4. Uh, Dodgers at home, 11.8. If you look at his splits, he has a 1.72 ERA compared to 9.08 on the road. He's been night and day. Facing um, the Atlanta Braves, strikes out 19.3% of the time. I've seen striking out a little over 20%. Outstanding ground ball rate of 53.4%. Decent hard contact rate. When you look at the Braves, this is another part I love. They have one of the third lowest team total on the slate. They're facing Jalise Chassin, third lowest total of 372. Lefties are hitting 348 off Chassin, righties 295. Um, there's a lot to like with Chassin tonight at 6800 bucks. Tremendous upside for a cheap, cheap price. I'd have no problem making a Nola Chassin lineup, hoping for the upside at minimum, getting hopefully like 15 points each. And you could have every bat under the sun. You could have, you could put those guys with the $7,000 guys or the $8,000 guys and still have all kinds of bats with tremendous upside. That's why I love the pitching today. There's so much upside. Now, like the downsides are there. There's no doubt. But you're going to have to take some risks and just, you know, you're going to have to deviate. Because there's some massive DraftKings tournaments that with some nice payouts, the $4, 20 max. Um 25k of the winner tonight, which is much better than the usual four or five, six k. So that's going to fill. Um, it's bigger than normal. So everyone, but only 20 max, which makes it awesome. You're not fighting guys with 150 lineups in there. Um, but to win big tournaments like that, you can't just go chalk. You can't go. Oh, I'm going to go Max Scherzer and you know Jeff Hoffman. Even though I love that matchup, and that could be huge. It could be the winning lineup. It could. It really could. But. Uh, that's kind of the chalky approach. You gotta be different. You gotta get weird, and that's one way to do it. Is I'm not saying go just completely get rid of pitching, but sometimes, hey, if those guys go off, the sky's the limit for your offense. It really is. So think about that. Another cheap guy at 6,700. Sean Newcomb in that same matchup in San Diego. Like him a lot. The lefty uh, rookie from Atlanta getting another start. His pitch count is up there, so we shouldn't have to worry about that. 15.1 points against the Giants. He had 8.1 against Miami, but 24-7 against the Mets. Um, there is upside with Newcomb. Usually a good ground ball, a fly ball guy in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, San Diego strikes out 25% of the time versus lefties. We love that. Um, very low a hard contact rate. Ground ball rate of almost 49%. Good swinging strike rate. And when you're talking San Diego, they have the fourth lowest team total of 378. Lefties 381. Righties only 164 versus Newcomb. He's a left-handed pitcher, and righties are only hitting 164. And the Padres have a right-handed heavy lineup for the most part. They have a 277 Woba versus lefties, which is horrific. That's like worse than the Giants tonight, who have a 288 Woba versus Hoffman. 277 Woba and then a 135 ISO. Newcomb, sneaky, sneaky play as well. And a couple other GPPs I just want to mention real quick. Sean Manaya, 6,200 at Houston. He just faced him in Oakland. Manaya has been really, really good since the return from the DL. Lots of strikeouts, seven or more in three of his last four starts. And seven innings, giving up three runs, eight Ks against Houston his last time out, 18.1 points. 
It's risky against Houston at home. I totally get it, but for 6200 bucks, just want to mention tremendous upside. Same with Joe Biagini. He's only 5800 bucks. That is insanely cheap. I know he blows up from time to time, but he's facing a Baltimore team strikes out 23% of the time. He's got a 58% ground ball rate. And lefty's 322, righty's 268. It's a right-handed heavy Baltimore lineup. Very right-handed heavy. I know it's a hitter-friendly park in Toronto, but I wanted to bring him up just for the fact that it's weird with him. I see whenever I recommend him, he gets blown up. When I don't, he pitches great. It's a sneaky good GPP play at 5800 bucks. Risky, 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 but tons of upside for that price tag. Okay, let's get at it. Your top prices, you got Scherzer, Severino, Seamart. I'm going Scherzer, Severino, then Seamart in that order. Your 8K range, Paxton, Straley, Verlander, Hoffman. I'm going Hoffman as my one, Straley as my two, Verlander as my three, Paxton as my four. But Paxton may have the most upside if the move was like, I like him a lot, but I need to see again before I really jump on the Paxton train. But the upside is tremendous. Uh, your seven K range, you have Cobb, Fires, Arietta, Walker. I'm going Fires, Walker, Arietta, Cobb. All four of those guys are really risky GPP plays. Like the guys in the 8K range, I feel a little more comfortable with. And then even the guys in the 6K range, a couple of those ones I mentioned, I feel more comfortable with. But the guys here in the 7K range are really risky. I, I probably won't even use Cobb. The upside's there. No one's going to own him. That's why I wanted to talk about him because the upside's tremendous with him, the way he has been pitching. If you just look at his peripherals, like lefties and righties are hitting over 350 plus on him, all that stuff, people are going to stray away. DraftKings-wise, that's all we care about, DraftKings points. He's been very good, and he's going to be super low-owned, but very, very risky. Um, Fires would be my top option there. I think Arietta's got tremendous upside and low ownership, and Walker as well. But they're super risky in that 7K range. So I ranked that Fires, Walker, Cobb, Arietta. But then when you dip down to 6Ks, you got Nola, Chassin, Nukem, Manaya, and Biagini. I go Nola, Chassin, Nukem in that order. And then if you want to go Manaya, Biagini, mix those up. I'd probably go Biagini over Manaya, but both are really risky with tremendous upside. I love Nola tonight and Chassin as well at home. Both really solid. My main core I'm going to build around probably awesome Max and Severino. And then I'll drop down to some Hoffman, and, um, you know, I'll mix and match that 8K range. But then uh, probably only Walker and Fires in the 7, and then I'm loading up on Nola, Chassin, and Nukem. Just, I'm mixing those guys up with so many other options. That's my main core down there. So we'll see where that takes us. I hope some of that helped. I know I rambled a ton, and I listed 16 pitchers. So if you have questions, hit me up on Twitter. I'll try to help you some more there. I just wanted to mention how many great options we have. But I hope by kind of breaking them down for you to kind of show the angles you can take with it. And a lot of these guys you can get bats against. I have no problem when we talk bats here in about two more minutes. I have no problem with you taking bats against them because I told you they're risky. Like there's going to be – I named 16 guys. You think all 16 are going to throw gems? No. It's not going to happen. It's baseball. We've seen how baseball's worked. Um, Carrasco got shelled last night. Like this is how baseball goes. Um only three or four might pitch great. And if you have those three or four, it's phenomenal. So I was trying to point them out for you. Um, if, if your biggest takeaway is you don't have to pay up tonight. There's tons of great options with upside. Um, like in your 8K and 6K range with some good gambles in the seven. That's the biggest takeaway here. Um, and you can get really creative, which I love. I love slates like this um, where it's not just like four or five guys, which everyone's going to build around. And then you have to get really crazy if you want to go off the board. 
you can go off the board here, but not be like super crazy about it. Like if they go, if they get hit, you at least know why you played them. And the reason you played them was not a bad reason. It wasn't just like, Oh, I have to hope that no one else owns them. No, these guys are all, all decent options tonight. There's no excuse about it. So don't hang your head. If they get blown up, that's baseball. And that's, we live to see another day. That's what's beautiful about daily fantasy is it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow's a new day, but, um, we're going to take some risks tonight, but some of these guys, if they go off, beautiful stuff. Just beautiful. After that long-winded pitching approach, I apologize, but again, hope it helped. Let's get to the bats. Gary Sanchez, 5,100 versus Quintana. Poor Gary. He got hit, I think, once or twice last night. Got walked once or twice. They had wanted nothing to do with him, and rightfully so. He's in a great spot against tonight against Quintana. If you're paying up, which you can do with the pitching we talked about, definitely worth a look there. Alex Avila versus the lefty Strom, 4,100. We usually prefer Avila versus righty, so maybe not tonight. Posey's swinging it well. Uh, I told you we do like Hoffman. Posey is swinging very well. Last 10 games, averaging you 7.2 DraftKings points. He had 17 points last night um, with 3 for 4, 3 ribby evening. He's been playing against Hoffman at 4K. Uh, Drop down to Yasmani Grandal, 3,900 versus Chavez. Out of all the pitchers, Ricky Nolasco had to shut down the Dodgers. That was just devastating last night. I had such good lineups going into that game with like many, like two to three men Dodger stacks. If they just do anything, I cash everywhere. And no, nope, I wake up to, yeah, not the happiest results in the row. I was, I was pissed, very pissed. Evan Gaddis versus a lefty against Manaya at 38. Gaddis has struggled, but tremendous power upside in that small left field porch in Houston. Um, I didn't mention Kent Maeda. He's extremely risky, but he's an option tonight as well. But I, I just, I no, I will. There's a point where I will cross guys off, and if he pitches great, kudos. Um, got Salvador Perez versus Verlander at 3,700 bucks. Salvi has a very good history against Verlander. I will say that much. So if you want to go a little contrarian there, 37 for Salvi. Russell Martin against Kevin Gossman. Russell's been swinging a good stick. Righties crush Gossman. Everyone crushes Gossman, but Righties set him really well. Russell's averaging 8.3 DraftKings points his last 10 days. Uh, if you want to look at his game logs, it's 11, 0, 9, 12, 4, 8, 20. Been very, very good. Good right-handed stick at 3700 bucks. Golfman's third worst the last 30 days on barrel fit, getting barreled through 6.25% of the time, walking over 13% of the batters he faces. Um, Russell Martin, 3700 bucks, Not a bad play in this one. Wilson Ramos is back for Tampa Bay. He's catching. He's 3700 bucks. They're facing Williams, who is a bad pitcher, a really bad pitcher. Tampa Bay's team total is 445. Lefty's 347. Righty's 342 versus Williams. Wilson Ramos could be sneaky at 3700 bucks. Zunino 37 versus Nola is not bad if you're fading Nola. JT Rio Muto versus Gesselman at 3700. Gesselman's been struggling. Mightily of late, Riamuto hits righties extremely well. Marlins team total of 479. Lefties 327, righties 348 off the Selman. So, um, Riamuto, a very nice play here. We're talking a lot of high $3,000 catchers, which is very indifferent for us. Uh, I always like to mention Robinson Trinos for Texas. He's 3,400. Tremendous power upside if he's in the lineup. As you go down... See if he's in the lineup. If he's in the lineup, I like this play tonight. Stephen Vogt with his new club, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, 
I'm imagining he should be on the roster for sure in the ballpark. I assume he's in the lineup. But he's facing Tim Adelman in a very hitter-friendly park in Cincinnati. He's $3,300. bucks. Brew Crew's team total is 460. Lefty's 332. Righty 327. Steven Vogt could be a nice play at $3,300. Don't mind that at all. Um, as we get down even lower, Wilson Contreras for Scherzer. That's risky as heck for $3,200. I'm not recommending that, but it's GPP relevant. Uh, Austin Hedges versus Newcomb at 3K if you're fading that route. Our boys James McCann and John Hicks for Detroit facing the lefty Strom. I'm 99.9% sure he's a lefty. Let me make sure before I keep talking like an idiot here. Um, why don't I see? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay. I was right. He is a lefty. And he's, he's a, coming out of the bullpen. He should be stretched out a little better, so you could be okay there. But um, our boys... McCann and Hicks are both 2900 bucks versus a lefty. We know how much they mash lefties, so keep them in mind for some value catchers with tremendous upside. McCann and Hicks like that a lot. Um, if Elias Diaz gets to start for Pittsburgh against Cobb at 2900 bucks, not bad play there at all. Don't mind that for some value um, catching. And as you go down the list, it's not much better. Cameron Rupp versus the lefty Paxton at 27 if you want to go that route. Matt Weeders, 27 versus Arietta. Weeders had a good night last night. I mentioned he's super cheap. You know, he's very inconsistent. I get it, but he's got back-to-back 12-point performances, averaging 7.3 points his last 10 days. Facing Arietta is pitching well, but 2700 bucks. there's some upside there for sure. Tony Walters for the Giants. If he gets to start a left-handed bat versus Matt Kane. Matt Kane's just been really, really bad at baseball. Walters got hits in three straight games. Um... He's got upside at 2700 I'd probably rather go Weeders at 27 Another one to target um, if you're not playing fires, Bruce Maxwell. He's come up for the for the uh, Oakland A's, a left-handed catcher, one of their bigger prospects. If we're going 0 for 2 on Sunday, we had a 3 for 5, a 1 for 3, a 3 for 4 in this three games. This call-up 13-5 and 17 DraftKings points. He is 20... Uh, $2,600 versus Mike Fires. That's a very, very nice play there as well. For some value upside, if you're not using Fires, I like him as my cheapest catcher for now, unless I see something come out in lineups that changes that. You know, like Kevin Smith for Chicago. Uh, Gravital of, of Anaheim is always intriguing. But uh, there's your catcher. Let's go to first base where we got Cody Bellinger. Our man let us down last night, but he's 5,600 versus Chavez. That's outstanding. Yeah, Bellinger at 56, definitely in play. Logan Morrison is on fire. On fire, and he's the second highest priced first baseman on the board. My boy Yancey would be thrilled by these things with the Rays. And I'm on the Rays train. I've been on them all year. I predicted them in the in the preseason. I am on Team Tampa Bay. Lomo, 4,900 bucks against Williams. Uh, the pitcher-friendly ballpark. So on a big slate like this, you might want to be picky, but there's no reason to just completely ignore Lomo. He's in a great spot tonight against Williams, who we said gets hit hard by lefties and righties. Yeah, Goldschmidt at 4,800 against Seamark. Joey Votto, 4,600 versus Javi Guerra in Great American Small Park. Like that quite a bit. Guerra's been getting beat up quite a bit lately. Reds team totals 4.9. The Red, They have a 332 Woba and 189 ISO versus right-handed pitching. Joey Votto... Definitely in play in this one. You got Ryan Zimmerman, 46 versus Arietta. 
Um, I'm, I'm going Votto over Zim, but I, if you want to, go for it. Uh, Incarnacion versus Tyson Ross at 45 is intriguing. Justin Smoke, 44 versus Gossman is definitely in play. Tons of power upside there. Lucas Duda, if you do want to fade straightly, which is totally fine. Um, like I said, a lot of these guys are, you can fade them. But uh, lefty's 272, righty's 326 off straightly, so beware there. Uh, Eric Thames versus Adelman, first base outfit eligible at 42. That's tremendous because if you don't want to pay up towards the top, 4200 bucks for Thames, who has that power upside versus a guy that gets crushed by lefties in that ballpark. That is a tremendous play. Tremendous. Uh, Matt Adams, we mentioned how lefties are about the only thing that can get to Justine. He's 4200 but in San Diego, I'd probably rather pay for Thames, even though Adams we know can go out of any ballpark, so keep that in mind. Mark Reynolds versus Matt Cain at 42 is intriguing. No no hiding that. I'd still go Eric Thames at 42, but I think a lot of people will, so you might want to be a little different. The whole, let's get weird. Josh Bell at 41 against Cobb is a very nice play. Bell has been playing great, averaging 8.7 points his last 10 games. He had 2-5 and five over the weekend, but prior to that, 14-10-19. He was on a heater there. I like him a lot versus Cobb. Good power upside in that matchup. Joey Gallo versus Clevenger. His 20th home run last night. Mr. Gallo, that is. He's batting a buck 97, but he's still averaging 8 DraftKings points in the last 10 games. But this is, this is, this is Gallo. That's why I say he's a GPP play. Not ever a cash game. GPP only. But yesterday, 20 points, then 0 points, 0, 28, 2, 0, 2, 16, 0, 12. It's all or nothing with Joey Gallo. Makes him a great GPP play. Um, as you go down the list, you got Anthony Rizzo's only 4K versus Scherzer. If you want to make a Cub stack, that's the cheapest you'll see Rizzo. Cheapest. Mentioned Buster Posey. Got Kendris Morales at 39. Tremendous upside with that bat. You got Brandon Belt, first base outfield eligible at 39. Told you he's been crushing it. 19, he's averaging 9.4 DraftKings points his last 10. 14 more points last night. Belt's been a double-digit point machine lately. I love Hoffman tonight, but if you want to go Giants, knock yourselves out. There's a couple. Don't go deep, but there's a couple. Ian Desmond, 39 versus Kane, is in play. Rockies are definitely in play tonight. They have struggled on the roads with their bats. There's no hiding that, but Matt Kane is bad. Very bad. As you go down the list, um, Matt Davidson versus Severino at 37. Mitch Moreland versus Santiago at 37. I kind of go elsewhere. Jesus Aguilar, if he gets to start for Milwaukee, sneaky GPP play with power upside of 3,700 versus Adelman. Yuli Guriel, 3,700 versus the lefty Manaya is sneaky. Uh, Yonder Alonso, 37 versus Fires, upside in that one. Uh, after Yanda, we got Matt Carpenter, 3,700 bucks in Arizona against Taiwan Walker. Leading off, that is value. Carpenter has been great, even if you're not stacking the Cardinals, which is fine. But in that hitter-friendly ballpark, sure, I guess he has struggled a bit lately. Five points, 14, 2, 2, 0, but then he was hot, hot, hot prior to that. So that's like a three-game sample. Against Taiwan Walker, he gives up a ton of hard contact. He's pitched great. Strikeouts are there. Could be in for a phenomenal night, but 3700 bucks that's tremendous upside. Another guy, Justin Boers, only 3700 bucks for his Gesellman. Boys and girls, we can save some money here at first base. I, I love the guys up top. I'm not saying don't play them. But, man, Carpenter and Bohr both have huge upside. Let's not mention Miguel Cabrera against the lefty Strom at only $3,600. There's three guys. Trey Mancini's been crushing it. He's 36 But Carpenter, Bohr, and Miguel Cabrera right there. Tremendous, tremendous upside. Tommy Joseph versus a lefty at 35. Eric Hosmer versus Verlander at 34 is not bad. Ryan Healy versus Fires, first base, third base at 34. You can definitely get behind that one. 
Uh, Jose Martinez, we mentioned how righties actually hit Walker better than lefties, I believe is what I was saying earlier. Yeah, lefties 310, righties 330. I mentioned Jose Martinez a lot. He's first base outfield eligible. He's 3300 bucks. Um, you know, he's not the greatest guy in the world. He's hitting 280, but he's got a ton of power. A ton of power. So if he runs into one in that ballpark, it could be interesting. So 3300 bucks for Jose. He might rather use him in the outfield than at first base, but he's there. Carlos Santana's only 32 versus Ross. He's struggling, but home run upside indeed. And then as you go down the list, you know, John Hicks mentioned him. He's 2900 And that's about as far as we're going with this. Mike Freeman for the Dodgers. If he gets the start, he's first base, second base eligible. He's $2,300. He's a left-handed bat against Chavez. See if he's in the lineup. Could be a total punt play for you, especially at second base. Speaking of second base, Daniel Murphy, 5K versus Arietta. Definitely in play. Jose Ramirez, 49, versus Ross. Jose just keeps hitting the baseball. Love him. Jose Altuve versus a lefty at 49 is not bad. Brian Dozier versus the lefty. Pomeranz at 47 is outstanding. Ian Kinsler at 45 versus Strom's outstanding. There's some good high-priced second baseman, as you'd expect. Robbie Cano, 45. Scooter Jeanette, second base outfield eligible. He's all the way up to 4400 bucks, and rightfully so. Really, really good play against Junior Garrett tonight. Really good play. Yeah, Scope at 42 with his home run upside versus Biagini. Chris Taylor at 41. Don't mind that at all. Josh Harrison, second base, third base eligible at 4K versus Cobb is definitely in play if you're fading Cobb. Like a little Bell Harrison one-two punch. Don't mind that. If you want to go Bell Harrison McCutcheon, don't mind that either. Uh, but don't go all in on the Pirates, please. Uh, Brandon Phillips, 4K versus Chassin. Eric Sogard leading off 3,900 versus Adam is not bad. Paul DeJean, our boy with power. Right-handed bat versus Walker at 39, definitely in play. Ian Happ at 39. LeMayhew, 37 versus Kane. He's got some good career history versus Kane. DJ LeMayhew. Kipnis, 36 versus Ross, definitely worth a look there. Jose Perella leading off against the lefty Newcomb at 3,600. Perella continues to rake. He's been up a little bit of time now, and he's still averaging 10.2 DraftKings points per game. The guy's leading off and getting it done. So Perella at 36, if you're going that route, it's not a bad play at all. Uh, as you go down a little farther, a lot of guys are injured on this list. Javi Baez at 33, I'd probably stay away. Ruggio Dor, home run upside at 32. He's just been really inconsistent, really inconsistent. Yolmer Sanchez at 32 versus Severino, if you're going cheap. Daniel Descalso, second base outfield, he's 32 versus Seamart. Uh, if you're going really, really cheap. Eric Gonzalez of Cleveland, he's a switch hitter. Second base shortstop eligible at 31 if he's in the lineup, especially hitting towards the top. I recommend him towards the top. Um, and as you go down, I mentioned Freeman earlier at 23. That's about the only punt I really see here at second base right now. So there's your second baseman, most top, more top-heavy, but there's some value down below if you want to be a little more risky. Third base, I mentioned Jose Ramirez already. You got Arenado at 49, loves Matt Cain, loves him. Justin Turner, 47, let down last night, still always in place, swinging a really good bat. Sano versus the lefty Pomeranz at 46. Jake Lamb, 4,500 versus Seamart. I always say Jake Lamb versus a righty and Chase Field is an auto play. Seamart's a little different, but I'm still not telling you to stay away from Lamb. He's a great hitter, especially in that park. Uh, Rendon, 44. Longo, 43 versus Williams is a very sneaky play. Longo's been swinging a really good stick of late. He gets overlooks. He's always way down the list, but the last 10 days, He's averaging 8.7 DraftKings points per game. He's, last three games, 18, 17, 17, all in his game log. He's been outstanding. A few games back from that, he had 22. 
the Rays are scoring a lot, and Longo's right in the middle of it. So people forget about him a lot. They look up those big power lefties. Longo's swinging it well. Uh, Jericho, 43 versus Walker, a right-handed bat in that ballpark versus Taiwan is intriguing. He went deep the other day. Jericho, definitely an in-play. Travis Shaw versus Adelman at 42 might be the best value you'll see on. Well, well the next guy is pretty good, too. My God, some of these prices. Travis Shaw, 42, a left-handed bat versus Adelman is beautiful. Shaw is crushing the baseball. Mention how Adelman gets rocked by lefties. Shaw, in his last 10 games, is averaging 9.4 DraftKings points. He had 20 points in his last game against Atlanta. He is crushing the baseball right now. Below him, you got Josh Donaldson versus Gossman in Toronto at 4,100. That's ridiculous. I think they missed a thousand dollars on that price tag. Wow, that is something else. The Donaldson at 4,100 bucks is, yeah, that's not right. That's not right at all. I don't care if he goes over. That's crazy. Yeah, Machado at 4K versus Biagini. Machado's heating up. He's definitely worth a look. I mentioned Josh Harrison. I like him a lot. If you're fading Scherzer, Bryant's 4K. You got uh, Nick Castellanos versus the lefty Strong at 39. Tremendous upside there. I like that a lot. Uh, Davidson. You got uh, Trevor Plouffe. No, you're not using him. Mike Moustakis, 36 versus Verlander. Not bad at all. Uh, Alex Bregman, 36, if you want to get really weird, versus Manaya. Uh, Todd Frazier versus Severino. Todd went deep yesterday. I like Ryan Healy at 34. We mentioned him. I like him quite a bit. Um, as you go down the list some more, you know, it's pretty bleak. You know, Mikel Franco versus Lefty Paxson at 29, if you really want to go off the board. But uh, other than that, that's your, you're, you're paying up, but you can get some in the low fours, which is nice at Donaldson and, uh, Travis Shaw prices, wow, wow. Shortstop, Seager, 53 day-to-day. Trey Turner, 5,200 versus Arietta. Correa versus Manaya at 51. Bogarts versus Santiago at 5K is outstanding. That's my top price guy I'd use. Andrews versus Clevenger at 42. Andrews double dong yesterday. The guy's having an amazing year. Heck, why even pay for Bogarts? Go down to Andrews against Clevenger at 42. Yeah, Segura at 42. Lindor at 41 is a great play. Cabrera at 4K versus Straley. Mentioned righties are better than lefties versus Straley. Keep that in mind. Sogard, 39, definitely in play. Jorge Polanco, 36, switch it versus Pomeranz. I don't mind. Didi Gregorius versus the lefty at 35. I was bummed he didn't play yesterday. Hopefully he's in the lineup today. Hits lefties very well. Eduardo Escobar, switch it versus Pomeranz at 35. Jordy Mercer is crushing righties this year. He used to be a lefty masher. He's not really hitting them on all this year. He's hitting right. He's extremely well. He's 3,400 versus Cobb. So keep him in mind. Uh, Letimus Diaz has struggled a lot, but he's got power upside in Chase Field at 34 versus Walker if you want to go that direction. I mentioned Eric Gonzalez of Cleveland. If he's hitting towards the top, he's 3,100. Tim Beckham's 3,100 versus Williams. There's some upside there for sure. Um, as we go down the list... I didn't see the guy. Oh, there he is. Tim Anderson of the White Sox. He's 2,600 versus Severino. Had a big three-run homer against uh, Chapman last night. He can be some value for you. Prefer him versus a lefty than a righty. Brandon Crawford's 2,400 versus Hoffman. I know he's struggling a ton, but there's tremendous upside there. And then our boy, Frankie Barreto, 2,200 versus Fires. I love how long it takes uh, DK to get stuff working. But Barreto's 2,200 versus Fires. That has tremendous upside, and so does our boy JT Riddle. Did he get demoted? No, he's 
he's there, especially with Echeverria out of town. He had a rough week. He struggled. It's two, four, five, six straight zeros. There's no doubt about that. He was great before that. He had a 12-point game the night before. Six straight zeros, to keep that in mind. But he's $2,000. The ultimate punt is $2,000. So keep that in mind. Let's head to the outfield and wrap her up. You got Aaron Judge at 56. Definitely in play. Bellinger, 56. Yes. Springer, 54. Harper, 54. Mookie Betts, 51. That's a really good play versus Santiago. Santiago's just a mess. So Betts at 51 is very intriguing. Blackman, 51 versus Kane's outstanding. C-Dick at 48 versus Williams is awesome. Love me some C-Dick today. You got Cruz at 47 versus Nola. Uh, J-Up, 46 versus Strom, the lefty. Outstanding play. Upton, J-Up has moved ahead of J.D. Martinez in pricing. That's outstanding. But J-Up's 46. Duval 46. Don't mind that at all. There's my boy J.D. Martinez, 45 versus Strom. Love it. Love him today. Mitch Hanniger's on fire at 45. David Peralta versus Seymour at 45. Carlos Gomez swinging a really good stick. He's 4,400 versus Clevenger. Steven Souza Jr., 44 versus Williams. Don't forget him. Mentioned Scooter Jeanette at 44. You got Tommy Pham with some power upside at 44. Michael Brantley's back from the DL. He's 4,300. Giannis Suspedes, 43 versus Straley. Righty's hit Straley better than lefty. So if you're going that route, Suspedes should be in play. Chisenhall's only 42 versus Ross. He's been swinging an outstanding bat of late. Uh, last 10 games, he's averaging 10.4 DraftKings points. He had 19 yesterday. Chisenhall, really hot. Really hot with the bat. He's only 4200 bucks. Been mentioning him a lot lately on this podcast. If you've been tuning in, Keon Broxon, 42 versus Adelman. Uh, he's on fire as well. Uh, prefer him versus lefties, but he's hitting righties. Fine. He's averaging 12.5 DraftKings points his last 10 games. Keon Broxton, guys. I've been mentioning him since he was cheap. Over the, la- over the weekend, 31, 13, 18 is DraftKings points. He is swinging a hot, hot bat. Uh, Eric Thames mentioned him at 42. That's like stealing. Shebler, 42 versus Garrett. Tremendous powered upside in that ballgame. Like that a lot. Ender and Ciarte, 42 versus Chassin is not bad. K with the Chris Davis, 41 versus Thiers. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, only 4,100 bucks versus Gaselman is really, really good play. Like that a ton. Jorge Bonifacio, 4K. Nomar Mazzara, 4K. Some GPP power upside there. Uh, you got McCutcheon at 4K, who I like. Uh, Billy Hamilton, 4K versus Garrett. And go get on and steal. Both nice plays there. Cameron Maben is on fire, guys. He's 4K versus Maeda. Keep him in mind. Jay Bruce, 4K. Marcelo Zuna's only 4K. Both this 4K range. My God. We are loaded tonight, boys and girls. Brian Goodwin's 4K. The left-handed bat versus Arietta. Bradley Zimmer's only 3,900 versus Tyson Ross. Cleveland bats. You don't have to get the big names. You can go the other route. Remember Chisenhall, Zimmer, towards the end of the lineup. Joey Bats, 3,900 versus Gossman. If Bautista's still leading off, that's a really solid play against Gossman. I like that a lot. Malik Smith, 39, leading off for Tampa Bay is definitely in play. Piscotti, 39. As you go down the list some more, you got Brandon Belt, who I mentioned at 39. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 38. Adam Fraser leading off at 38 versus Cobb. Has some really nice upside. His price tag has dropped, which makes him a lot more appealing to your lineups. A lot more appealing. Fraser at 38. Uh, Matt Joyce, power upside at 38, but I'll probably go elsewhere at that price tag. Michael A. Taylor at 38 has been playing some really, really good baseball. Uh, Althair versus a lefty. He has good power versus lefty, but it is Paxton, so beware. But 37 for Althair. Yager Blanco usually leading off Arizona at 37. Randall Grichik's back, hit a bomb on Sunday. He's 3,600. 
Denard Spam, 36, leading off for Hoffman. He's been playing really well. Keep mentioning that. Averaging almost nine DraftKings points his last 10 games. 19 points last night. Avisil Garcia's on a tear. He's 3,500. Lorenzo Cain, 3,500. He is on fire the last month or so. Seth Smith leading off for Baltimore. It's Biagini at 35. Mark Trumbull versus Biagini at 35. Both have big-time upside. If Biagini's off, they will have a good game. Eric Young Jr. at 35 versus Mayetta. Not bad. Uh, as you go down the list, if Steve Pierce, 34, can be sneaky. Gregory Polanco at 34 can be sneaky. If you need to punt. Um, a little farther, the Milkman, 33 versus Severino. I like that a lot. Very, very good play there. He's been swinging it well as you go down some more. Hunter Renfro, 33 versus Newcomb. That's a huge home run potential. He's been slumping big time, so keep that in mind. There's potential. Jake Marisnik, 3,200 versus Manaya. Some power potential in that one. Don't mind him at all. Uh, as you go down some more, Romel Tapia is 31 versus Kane, but I'd rather gamble somewhere else probably. Adam Engel for Chicago, 2,900 versus Severino. Not a bad punt play there. Some upside with 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 Engel can definitely get behind that one. Um, and then as you go down, it gets much, much bleaker. Not as much down here. You got Slater for the Giants if he's playing. Um, other than that, not too much to get too excited about down here. Matt Olson, 2200 versus Fires. We know that power upside's there. Brugman down here as well for Oakland. So keep them in mind. I like Fires a ton, though, so if you're fading them, it's risky, but. Oakland does have a tremendous power. So if they're going to go off, they definitely can. So there you have it. 15-game slate, guys. Absolutely loaded. Tons of pitching. You know, Scherzer, Severino, Seamart, Paxton, Straley, Verlander, Hoffman, Cobb, Fires, Arietta, Walker, Nola, Chassini, Nuka, Manaya, Biagini. Listen to that first part over again if you need to. I ranked them out. I broke them all down the best I could. Hit me up on Twitter, at BDNTrip, with any questions you have on that. Um, the bats, there's a lot to like. A lot to like. You got Boston versus Santiago. Lefty's hitting 401. Righty's 315. 5-8-0 team total. Highest on the slate. Uh, the Indians versus Tyson Ross. Love that a ton. Love the Indians tonight. I mentioned Blue Jays versus Gossman. It's sneaky. You can get uh, about, they have a, the 5-3-5 total, which is third highest on the board. Uh, lefty's 306. Righty's 376. You can get Bautista for 3,900. You get Donaldson for 41. Uh, Russell Martin was cheap. Some good options. With Toronto, see what their lineup comes out looking like. Really good stack on that one. Dodgers versus Jeffy, Jesse Chavez. Lefty's 327, righty's 350. They're definitely in play. Uh, I mentioned the Tigers were strong. Love that. You can get Miggy super cheap. You got Upton and JD, and you can get Castellanos cheap. Those guys are all in play. Reds versus Junior Guerra is outstanding. Votto, Shebler, and company. Duvall, Scooter Jeanette, who I love tonight. Billy Hamilton is in play. Marlins versus Kesselman. Uh, the fact that Ozuna's 4K and Stanton's 41 is murder, and uh, Boar is 37. Really good prices on some Marlins right there. Lefty's 327, righty's 348 against Kesselman, and he's been struggling big time lately. Twins versus Pomerantz can be sneaky, at least with Dozier and Sano, both relatively cheap. Baltimore versus Biagini, lefty's 322, righty's 268. Righty heavy lineup there, so. Do what you want to do. Rangers versus Clevenger, 462 total. Lefties, 284. Righties, 352. That's why I mentioned like Carlos Gomez can be sneaky. Elvis Andrus is a really good play. And some others in Texas's lineup. Milwaukee, 460 total versus Adelman in that ballpark. 
332 for lefties, 327 for righties. Dave's only 4,200 is outstanding. And Shaw as well, really cheap. Tremendous upside. Pirates versus Cobbs, intriguing. I uh, mentioned uh, like Josh Bell and McCutcheon and Harrison. Interesting plays there. Frazier. Some guys that you can build around as one-offs. A lot of these teams I mentioned names. can be one-offs, two-man stacks, whatever you need. They're just options. Colorado versus Kane. Lefties, 380. Righties, 355. Load them up. Tampa Bay versus Trevor Williams. Lefties, 347. Righties, 342. Load them up. Love Tampa Bay. Love them. I wish it was in a better ballpark. That's the downside. But really good stuff. So tons to like tonight. Hit me up with any questions on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. Uh, DFS Golf Gods will have your preview of this weekend's golf action later today. Uh, check us out at these sports DGens. But more importantly, loaded 15-game slate. Good luck tonight. And, um, and let's make some money. It should be a lot of fun. And I'll be back tomorrow. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, June 27th edition. I'm out.